my life is an open book. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this podcast is aimed at the veteran community. It hopes to recreate a conversation taking place in any NAFI anywhere in the world right now. We want to combat social isolation by letting veterans feel part of this conversation. If you're easily offended, please switch off now. And if you want to see more, please subscribe to this channel and be part of the community. I don't think I've just remembered is this episode five. <laughs> I think it is. Hi, welcome to episode five of Veterans in Crisis podcast. Today we have with us Sam Neil, who is ex-Navy. Um, Sam's also a volunteer full-time for Veterans in Crisis. Welcome, Sam. Hello. How are you, apart from having the flu and spreading your germs <laughs> everywhere? I'm all right, yeah. You're all right, all right. So what we normally do in these type of things is... We try in a bit of a timeline, but that's only basically so it's got some structure to it. But really, we wouldn't just talk about anything, you know. It did, nothing. It doesn't have to always be about the military because the idea is it's just a conversation. We don't want it. I don't want you. Uh, I was going to say you do realise I'm fifty, so it could be here all night. I do realise you're fifty. I realise your fucking birthdays went on for fucking ten years. That's what I realise. That's why you've got cold coming down. Tire. It is. So you're fifty. We've just disclosed that to everybody in the world. Um, did you do anything for your birthday? Because oh. <laughs> you never mentioned it. Did I not? No. I was trying to keep it a bit low-key and oh, a bit quiet. Okay. No, well. celebrations started in February. I thought they did. I mean, you, you, you're one of these people that doesn't put anything on Facebook, are you? You just keep everything to yourself. I'm very Close secretive. Book. I am. Close book. Close book. Anyway, so 50-year-old, grew up in Sunderland, obviously. Yep. What part of Sunderland? Carly Hill. And what was Carly Hill like in 1873? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when we moved, well, when my grand moved there, it was a new estate. Um, the side where the school was apparently didn't exist. That was a farm. It's all fields. Uh, it was a farm. Oh. Um, and they were one of the first people to move in. And we lived just behind the Wearsider, where the shops were, in a two-bedroom flat. Me, my mum and bunk beds. And obviously me grand and granddad. Oh, right, I didn't know if that was a person, bunk beds. <laughs> Maybe mum and bunk beds. <laughs> That's a bit of a weird name for a dad. <laughs> Could have been for all that one. So, yeah, Carly Hill and is brand new estate. It was posh. All right. Well, it's funny because the last lad we on, Peter, and the same for me, when I, we're all about the same age, obviously you're a lot older, but we um, all moved into new estates in Sunland. And it was like that, wasn't it? Didn't take long not to be posh like, but... But people who lived in Litchfield Road and Norton Road, which is Southwick, used to say, oh, I'm from Carly Hill. And I'd be like, no, you're not, you're from Southwick. Oh, it's like... a bit of a snob. <laughs> now, what yeah. would you say I'm from Southwick? Oh. Do you want to be from Carly Hill? <laughs> <laughs> See how the tides turned. Oh. Aye. So what made you want to join the Navy then? Oh, God. Um, at the time, I worked for the Department of Health and Social Security at Long Benton. Right. And I was sitting having me dinner, and it was a full page spread in the sun. Give your ambitions a chance. So I filled the little slip in at the bottom, and six months later I was in. So wait a minute, you you, you work for the Department of Right. So just for the viewers, can you tell us all the jobs you've had? Oh my no. Yes. Seriously, yeah, we would no, just, your own Well, just tell the ones that I, I know that you've had, like where you've wore a uniform. So Department Department of Health and Social Security, which yeah. is now DWP. Right. Um. And then I the joined Navy. the Navy. Yeah. And then I went back to the Navy as a civvy right. after I'd had my son. And then I joined the police, Hampshire right. Police. Did two year there. Came up here. Did 12 year up here. Um, 
work for Gen 2 where I had to wear a uniform a lot, wasn't very flattering. Um, and I did nine months in the prison service as well. Have you ever had a job where you weren't a grass? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Well, fuck, you know, <laughs> crime stoppers, that's where you should work next. Jesus Christ. Right, back to Carl Yale. Oh. I just wanted to get that out. Back to Carl Yale, right, you decided, you after you'd had enough grass and kids up who were working and claiming doors. I worked in overseas pensions. <laughs> oh, right, so, so, you, so you didn't grass any Tories up there, no? <laughs> right, so you seen a thing in the paper, which is weird because Peter saw an advert. And it I was a full, full page advert right. and all it said was, give your ambitions a chance, join the Royal Navy. And I filled me details in the bottom, sent it off, and the next day I know I'm down at Borough Road right. doing the recruitment thing. But it stems next back like the you. Next fishbowl. <laughs> I was. <laughs> but it stems back to like you watching the Iranian embassy right. and the Falklands. What I was going to say the Iranian tell you, I'd love to do that, but in a boat. But no, that was the, obviously that, just, you were like, oh my God, that's amazing, because it was so unusual to see anything like that on the telly then, and obviously you had to wait for like the six o'clock news mm. and the ten o'clock news, and in between you didn't know what was going on, and then obviously I can remember the Falklands, and watching the ships come back and just thinking, oh my God, they're brilliant, and I even had a poster in my bedroom window, which funny enough came out of the sun, and it was a Union Jack, and it had... Keep the Falklands British. Right. And I put that in my bedroom window. Do you window. think many of Argentinian people would have been in Carlyle at the time? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Probably <laughs> more so now. <laughs> <laughs> but that was just... It made you feel dead periodic. It did, and I did, I. And then... Just you know, like a good war to make you periodic, <laughs> is it? Well, <laughs> fun, because when I applied to join the Navy... Will you stop banging on the I know, table sorry, like I asked you before? The, uh, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Um... The first Iraq war had just you. <laughs> the first Iraq war had just finished, right? And I thought I want a piece of that. And then when I was doing my basic training at rally, we were told that Iraq's kicking off again. Chances are you'll not finish your basic training; you'll just be put on a boat and sent out there. But it never happened. No, because it sort of fizzled out. Uh, well, the, the one straight away, oh. I didn't tell them. I was leaving the army then. They were saying to me, "Oh, you're not going to be able to leave." I was like, "Fuck that, my bags fucked." <laughs> I'm leaving. I've got my trainers sorted. I'm away. I can't be bothered with that. Trainer, trainers. Trainers. <laughs> trainers all boxed up. I mean, they can't meet. Yeah. What did you use? Call them MFO boxes. Did you have them in the Navy? So when you moved to different places, you had no, like you a, just, a big wooden box. Oh, no, we had a, a massive, long, round kit bag that you just put everything in and that went everywhere with you. Really? I couldn't have lived... I've been on a, a ship when I was in the Fortins, actually, and uh, they showed you around, and fucking hell, man, your bed was about... Yeah. You had about that you much Basically, lilac. Uh, I think the, 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 the only thing I've been in like that is at Allen Heads when we went away. <laughs> and I'm, I'm fucking three foot taller, and I couldn't sit up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So no, you don't, you don't sit up. <laughs> but have you noticed as well there's a tray underneath the bed? And that's to stop accidents. What, a piss trip? <laughs> nee, we. Aye? Yeah. Well, you didn't want to... Why, why are you saying it as if it's just normal? Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone should have a piss trail underneath the bed. You should wear the... For the person underneath. Where there's mat laws and alcohol concerned, oh, you need a piss trail. I see. See, in the army, you just pissed on the person underneath. <laughs> no, I mean, or you're sick on them or whatever, or what Peter's thing, he did other things on them. No, I mean. <laughs> Not <laughs> imagine. Oh, God. So, uh, you, you basic training, what was that like? Brilliant. Was it? Oh, honestly, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was freezing because I joined 
I think it was January the 25th, 1991. And where would that be? Down at Raleigh, which is um, Devon. Devon, all right. So you go down to Plymouth and then you have to get the ferry across and you're just you're in the middle of nowhere. But the assault course, we used to have to break the ice on the lake to be able to jump in the water. You never did assault courses. We did. Piss off. We did. The Navy Day in assault courses. And it had... Um, when you, when you jump, <laughs> <laughs> but when you jumped in, they'd put railway sleepers in. Right. So if you didn't jump it far enough in or close enough to the thing, it took your shins out, and that's what it was oh. designed to do. Can you know when you used to go on your bike and the, and the pedals used to come round it in the like shins? That, that was fucking horrendous, oh, that like. But they, they put this railway sleeper in on purpose. Oh, oh. fucking hell, the navy! I would have thought. I'm I'm in shock that like you did us all courses. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I knew that uh, the Marines did. Oh. I really didn't think. I don't know what I thought the Navy. Tell us a bit, little, little bit what your training you would have done, the basic oh, training. Well, when we got there, we were told, because obviously I was one of the first Seagorn Wrens, so they were like, right, you want to be a Seagorn Wren? If the lads can do it, you can do it. So everything the lads did, we had to do. The lads got you through a lot of it. Um, like the first lesson where you had in the gym... We had to, wherever you had your PA kit on, you had to double march back. And I had to be carried back from the gym because I was right. so exhausted. Right. 90 minutes a day in burpees, man, I was just, that was me. Look here, look at you now, you're tapping the gym lessons. <laughs> yeah. You're tapping the, saying that, no, you're doing really well, because look how well you've done with Sean. Oh, Sean's doing brilliant. No, the difference, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. But the, um, I failed the first mile and a half, and I had to have remedial running lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I never had to do that. Like me, me, me best mate when I was in the army, he had to do remedial swimming, right? And uh, every morning we'd get out of bed at six o'clock, and he'd walk in with his towel under his arm, taking like fuck about it. Well, can you believe it? Right, you joined the navy, and you had to go. Well, you were supposed to go and get somebody to certify that you could do certain things in the pool, like swimming, obviously, because it helps if you can uh-huh. swim when you join in the Navy. The amount of people so. that join that cannot swim. So one of the th- first things you do in the pool is you're life-saving. And had people who couldn't even do the doggy paddles, so they oh, had to yeah. go for remedial swimming. At least mine was running. Oh. Uh, remedial running, though, I mean... <laughs> Well, you just practice running, I suppose. They used to just get us in the gym and the paint the eyes screaming in my face while I basically ran up and down the gym. Oh. But I wasn't the only one, thank God. <laughs> so. Fucking hell. How many, now when you join, how many... Because I'm totally oblivious of all Navy sort of things. So, obviously, you have a company or a platoon in a section, right? So, if you joined... Would you be in a company? Is that what it'd be called? You have um, the int- you have an intake. Right. So my intake was O fives because it was the fifth week of the year when right. I joined, and I was Oliver O fives. So it's a bit like at school when you have houses. So there's like Oliver Drake. I can't remember the other ones. So you were all basically a bit like a platoon. Uh. But the difference with the navy is you've got a job rather than a. Plus two, like I was a weapons engineer, so I was always part of the WA branch. Um, And then you've got marine engineers, and it's all different. Uh And obviously you're on a ship, you're only on a ship for two years, and then you move on. So how many people were joining an intake then? Oh, flipping hell, there was, at the time there was a massive intake, obviously because of the Iraq war and things Mm. like that. So I think there was about 30 on my intake, and there was about five classes, each with 30 people in. How many of them? Passed out? Do you call it passing out? Yeah. How many passed um, 
there's quite a few left you in basic training. Aye. But hats off to them. If you can decide in basic training that it's not for you, then That's the there's no point in staying. There's no point in staying. Ah, uh, it's the best time because I don't know if the Navy's the same, but once you sign, you're fucked. Oh. You know, I mean, the Army, you've, you've got a lot of years today before you can get out, so... I think that that is a good idea. Like they try it, not persuade them to stay, but they would like say to them, "Are you sure? Right. Are you sure what when just to like because obviously you leave and then you decide, well, actually no, I did like it. Yeah. But they well, would, they, they took us to Italy for a week skiing, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously everyone thought this is brilliant. You know what I mean? And then when you get back, it's like, oh, that was the week you could have got out. They took us to Dartmoor. Right? Any good? No. I had to walk 30 miles across Dartmoor in the peeing God. down rain. Oh, God, that'll get you ready for being on a boat. Oh, honestly. But well, wherever you're stuck in that remedial running, <laughs> you, know, you could have run it, couldn't you? But we did, we did Dartmoor, and then we went to a place, was Tallybont and job training. Tallybont was like um, up in the Welsh countryside, and you did all that adventure, like orienteering oh. and all that, which I just thought was shit anyway, so mm. not my cup of tea. I didn't like getting wet and cold. No. no. So you went skiing and we got thrown on the dark mirror. Yeah, I mean, skiing, uh, we went for a week in Italy after getting tortured for... Well, it must have been... <laughs> it's hard. I think you'll get out at six months, I think. That was your, your sort of cut-off. I was in training for about 48 weeks, I think. And I'm sure it was six months cut-off, but on that week, it happened to be the week that you went skiing in Italy. So if you'd said, I'm getting out, you wouldn't have went skiing in Italy. Being 17 <laughs> or 16, not thinking about your future, you're thinking, fucking hell, now, skiing, Italy, brilliant. You know what I mean? Oh. Then you get back and you think, oh, I'm fucked for the next three yeah. years. Uh, but no, I, we got Dartmoor. Right, well, did you, so you, you must have done some adventure training when you were in there. Oh, well, Dartmoor was, they basically dropped you off at a point and you had to find the camp. And we had tents, but obviously the bean rain, so the tent was wet. Everything in your backpack was wet. It was just awful. And then I went to the toilet in the middle of the night and two Royal Marines scared the living daylight out of us. Because they used to sleep in, I don't know what you used to call them, but body bags. Body we, bags. we had tents. We call them bivy bags. We're and put, they were, in dead the, people in they body were bags. just like round our camp. And I went for a wee behind the tree and I just heard, when I turned round, the lit the torches like that with the oh. camo pit and everything on I ran back to the tent with my trousers around my ankles not for the first time I might have <laughs> which they found <laughs> hilarious but I didn't so I mean do they call them body bags well, I don't know what the bootnecks well, call it are you sure that they weren't just well no up. that was us we called them body oh look at them they're in their body bags <laughs> <laughs> strange I don't know honestly I don't know if you've been wound up for years right or actually people I've we'll, never we'll have to, if we had the phoning thing now people could phone in and say I've never heard them called shit. a bivy bag until you was lost right. called it a bivy bag I don't know I, I've only ever called it a bivy bag so maybe you're right maybe if we ever get some other navy people we can ask them but then you've got pongos and matlows have different languages anyway yeah, but I'd never heard of a pongo before. Oh my! Have you not? Where the well, pongos? I, I, I the know, pongos. I know now because you always see it. But uh, <laughs> but I was too busy in me fucking deathbed. <laughs> oh no, my <me> body bag. <laughs> <laughs> so you you you're in training. You are really enjoying it now? Um, how long do you do training for? I think it was ten weeks. Ten weeks. That's quick, isn't it? But then, well, it's that's basic training. It's just getting your fitness up. And obviously you learn how to tie knots and all that. Because like. mm. you're not doing shoelaces before, like No. no. <laughs> you had to learn that when I joined up. I, right. I kept tripping over. <laughs> <laughs> that was why I failed me running. That's how you're on remedial running. First, first rule of remedial running is tie your fucking shoelaces. <laughs> but the thing is, once you left rally, there was not, no like pressure on you to keep fit. No? 
So, but I finished rally just as it hit Easter, so I got two weeks leave straight away. Loads of Easter eggs. Came home, or oh, came home. I used to go run every day, man. Right. I used to run from Carly Hill down the beach. I was like, that. look yeah. at how fit I am. And then you go to Collingwood to do your job training. And I can't remember what... Campbell, your job training's obviously where you learn to be a weapons engineer. Oh. And you get there, and for the first couple of weeks, they used, we used to have to do what they called AMAs, AMA. which is, um, I think it was Tuesdays and Thursdays, they used to get us up at six o'clock in the morning and beast us, basically. What's AMA stand for? Um, early morning activities. Oh, right. Pardon me. So it was, um, it was awful. You had to either go to the gym and be beasted, go to the pool and be beasted, or go for a five-mile run and be beasted. Which so, you choose, or is it? That you didn't. You yeah. just turned up, and they were like, "You pull," and they just they allocated you right. something. So it was. Um, but then once you finished that, there was no like, I didn't do any. In fact, twenty a day and too much beer. That All was right. the. Jesus man. So you once you done you, what what did you say you were a weapons engineer? Weapons engineer. Watching tills. Fixing uh, guns basically. I was going to say, like, big, big, <laughs> big guns, guns and S80s. I could strip an S80 down, clean it, and put it back together, and I think it was the time about four minutes. Oh, well, you'd have been dead if you were sold. You've been talking four minutes, like. But that was Jesus like the, Christ, at the time. I was quite impressed with that. <laughs> so, well, well, why? So, you fixed them. In which way did you fix Well, just obviously maintain them. It's a bit like being a car mechanic. So you maintain right. the workings of the gun. Right. So just what. A, a, an infantry person would do with their SEA oh. and then you would just maintain it because you had to do it every day. But then obviously on the ship you've got like the goalkeeper and the uh, all the, the big oh. guns. So the big massive things, I'm assuming there's like workings at the bottom oh. right? and that's what you did to yeah. them for. Fucking hell, man. See, you, every day's a school oh, day. Every day's a school and day. And gun oil. There's something about oh. the smell of gun oil. Oh. Do you stay your eggs in it? Oh, it's, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, where was your first person? Like, proper person, not not, not trainer? Art Royal. Art Royal? Fuck, no, that's a good one to start, isn't it? Oh, so I was one of the first females on the Ark. Right. So, and what was that like? Was it, it, I only know that because, like, the Ark Royal gets spoke about. Oh. You know, so I, I can't picture what it, it was really big. Oh. Right. But it's, um, as you imagine, we got a lot of stick. Why? Because we were female. Oh, right, I thought you meant because you were in the Art Royal. Oh, no, we've got loads of, like, it was, um, some of the favourite names were Tits, Tots and Steaming Bats. Because right. when you go on a boat, the boots you wear... With them, your roommates. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the boots you wear on a boat are called Steaming Bats or DMS boots. Cause oh, DMS, the, um, so, but that was this, so Tits, Tots and Steaming Bats, Split Arse Turtle, oh. with the, there was numerous names that we got called. Were all them names just for you or for every For woman? everyone. Oh. But you learn to give as good as what you get. Because if you don't, then well, just eat your alive. Well, I think you have to. I think, but I think that's the same if you were male as well. You know what I mean? If you didn't give it back, you're going to get it all the time, aren't you? Well, split arse is the only one I've heard, because that's what you, you call them in the uh, army. Like. Oh. So, Ark Royal, you're on there. I'm assuming, do you get deployed on exercise? There's various things. I just missed out on going to America for six months. Because oh. I fell pregnant. So. This wasn't off... Uh, Bunk beds, was it? <laughs> no, we used to put the mattress on the floor. Oh, right. <laughs> well, where no. did the piss trick on then, though? You know what I mean? It'd been a nightmare. <laughs> a logistical nightmare, that now. So, you missed out that because you got pregnant. Well, you obviously didn't stay in the arm, in the Navy. I stayed in until I was eight months. Right. I went back to Collingwood and did um, pad testing. Oh, right. I used to walk around the base doing pad testing. That oh, was right. my job. 
So he qualified because we needed an extra. <laughs> Get the equipment, I'll do it. So, so then did you leave? Oh, um, came home initially. And then I think Thomas was three months old when I got married quarter down in Pompey. So went back to Portsmouth to live. So I think we need to rewind a little bit here because I just thought you got knocked up. I didn't realise you were married. <laughs> <laughs> I got married and then right. the day after we got married we moved to Portsmouth. Right. So so obviously so your husband was in the Navy. Yeah. Right. Right. So your husband was in the Navy, but you left. Wasn't there chance of him leaving and you staying in and he's still in now. After, he's still in now for hell. So right. he's done about twenty eight and a half, but he was at what they call a junior rating. Right. Which because is? he was before he was eighteen, any service you do before you're eighteen doesn't count. Ah, it's the same like because uh, I was a junior uh, leader and that doesn't count. And oh. I never read the small print about that because <laughs> I thought I'd probably get out when I was nineteen, but it didn't start till you were eighteen. Oh. You're three years. But you look back on things and think. He you had a big read. blue stripe still, through still his never, ID card. I still never read the fucking small print now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you would think I would have learned, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, it's just like nobody ever reads the instructions. Do they? No. Whatever you're putting together, you're just forcing it and that, forcing it. It's not <laughs> then working. You've got three bits <laughs> left over. <laughs> and you think, well, I shouldn't. Then you, if you read the instructions, it says, yeah. Yeah. We ended up doing that with the telly downstairs. <laughs> 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 fucking half an hour. Does someone come and read the instructions when you do that? <laughs> right, so. Left, how long were you in the Navy? I only did like eight, eight months. Eight, eight months. So in, in eight of them months you were pregnant? Fuck no, man. Probably so, I didn't realise straight away. Right. So then you you went to married quarters. Did you become like a stay-at-home mum or did you work? For the first two years I was stay-at-home and then it got the stage where I thought if I do any more baby talk I'm going to go crazy. Because <laughs> when you're on your own away you're away from like family. And Navy wives aren't like army wives. Right. They don't talk to each other. No. They just bitch about each other. Well, I think that's a little bit like army <laughs> wives as well, like, to be honest. <laughs> but my saving grace was Maggie, who now comes here. Right. Maggie got married and had a little and, and she came to live in my street. Oh, right. So we kept each other company. Well, that isn't that... So that was 20-odd years ago and now she's just come to Vicks and now... We've been mates since Collinwood. It's amazing, I like. Nineteen ninety-one. It's absolutely amazing. So I can't remember, but did did you tell her about Vix? Were you in contact with her, or did she come to Vix and then you seen her again? I think she'd obviously seen it on Facebook, and then she messaged us about coming, and I says, "Well, come." And I actually I had to meet her downstairs outside the Gunners because she was oh, like, "I don't want to come upstairs on my own." And I was yeah. like, "Come up, and I'll." It's funny because a lot of people are like that. On there, it's a bit like being the new kid at school, isn't it? You know, I just. It doesn't matter how old you are or whatever. And I mean, we've had, we've, I know you haven't been today because you've been at work, but I think we've had four or five new people today and each one of them was exactly the same. Absolutely shitting themselves. And by next week, they'll all be all right about it. Well, I was the first tier at came, I was, but then obviously I had the injury to me chin and all just took the piss out of us anyway. <laughs> that wasn't the fir- was that the first day, wasn't I? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That seems so, so long ago. That was that me. Aye. Just after the 10K. Aye. Because I wasn't going to come and swear any of them, like, oh, no, come to the Gunners on Tuesday, come to the Gunners on Tuesday, because I walked in and they were just like, ah, look at her face. <laughs> oh, yeah, you get, you get anything like that. You honestly doing it, man. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. Right? Somebody's going to attack the face. It doesn't matter what's happening. So um, when you come to the Gunners, you, you were nervous as well. And it, that, I can't believe that was only me. So obviously now that you volunteer, didn't you? You volunteer and you've helped with loads of people, so... As, did it did it make a difference to your life then? 
Oh, if I kind of come on a Tuesday, I'm gutted. Oh, is that every Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Why is that? I just, I miss them three hours. They're sitting with them and you just, there's no snowflakes. You take the piss out of each mm. other. It's good laugh. When Scott and them turn up, some of the laughs we have in that corner, it's, and you've got to have that sense of humour as well because mm. otherwise you just don't get it. Oh, it's, and it's weird, you know, like you're getting a bit of a firm with the Navy, you know, aren't you? Oh, oh. oh there's a few of us now sit together. Oh. Me, Beavers, obviously poor guys. Mm. Um, so it's like, come and over here. Oh, Senior right. service in the court, in oh. my corner. Oh, so your corner. <laughs> fucking idiot. You gave me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so going back a bit, you've had the band, Thomas, yeah? Mm-hmm. You've had Thomas. Uh, you're down now. You didn't like it. You did like it. I got a job at, um, where it was called Wheel Island at the time. Wheel Island. Uh, and I was the captain's, one of the captain's secretaries. He had writers, like red writers, as like his proper secretaries, but I was like helping them. Um, and then when I was there, I saw a job advertised for the intelligence officer at Portsmouth Police Station, so mm. I applied for that and got that. All right. Did they not ask about your intelligence? <laughs> I hate to see it, but no, <laughs> you managed to get it out. So I worked in what was called the Calator's office. Right, and is that where your career in being a grass started? Oh. All right. So, any good? <laughs> it was. Oh, Actually, right. there's two of the girls I met working for them, Nikki and Lisa, we're still friends now. All right. In fact, I was down in Portsmouth with them in December. Were you? I went to the Pompey game, and then I went and stayed at Nikki's house, and me, her and Lisa had a bit of... A bit of a drink oh, yeah. to catch up on the 26 years that we'd been apart. Crazy. I bet the crap was exactly the same. It was, oh. Yeah. It was like we'd never been apart. Oh, yeah. I was, I was out on Friday to me mate's 50th and uh, it was all lads I joined within 86 and it was just fucking exactly the same. <laughs> it's no different. <laughs> no. Now, apart from you're ill the next day when you've had a oh, drink. That was the that was the, that was the That was the downside. I had to drive home from Portsmouth like <sighs> no, yeah. after doing God knows how much gin. I drove up from Middlesbrough and it was a nightmare. I couldn't, <laughs> have, like, I couldn't have done it. Like I couldn't have done it. No chance. I had more stops for food on the way home than anything else because <laughs> I was like, if I keep eating, I'll be all right. <laughs> so you, when you win the intelligence part of the police, how long did that last? Two years. Did it? And then what happened? And then I joined Northumbria Police as a cop. Right. And how was that for you? Um, it was all right. All right. It was actually a childhood ambition of mine to join the police. Was it? Yeah. So why did you join the Navy? I don't know. I think I preferred it at the time because no. the police don't go to war, do they? Mm, no, unless the miners are striking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was all over by the time I joined. See, so, yeah, obviously from different uh, things, but because of the miners' strike, I always uh, didn't like the police. Oh. I mean, it's different now. Like, obviously, you know, you get older and then you you work with, with uh, individuals. But, now where I lived, you know, I did Fucking horrible, like. Well, I know somebody I know. A dad went back to work as a because obviously they had nothing, mm-hmm. and Ron makes made the decision to go back to work, and the jip they got at school was unbelievable. Oh, they were terrible. tortured. There's still people didn't talk now, like families didn't talk because someone went back to work. But not that I'm saying it was right to go back to work or to stay on strike. But you've got to think, fucking hell, it's a lot of years ago. You know what I mean? Oh. I think it's time to just leave it, like. You know, so it's not nice for generations and generations to go on about something that happened in the early 80s. But there's a lot of cops bought houses and holiday homes and God knows where else out of the overtime they made from the miners' uh, strike. Uh, they used to wave the money. They used to wave the money at the strikers. You know, and if you've got an out, I mean, fuck no. 
But never mind, that was years ago. Oh. So you joined the busies. Mm-hmm. You liked it? Initially. Initially. How long Jobs you change. I did 12 years there. 12 years, what? I did. I keep forgetting you're 60. <laughs> For a lot of that was down ending. Aye. So I earned me money. Aye. Would you not come back? No. No? There's police officers I know have got like 10 years to do when they're counting the days off. Because oh, they hate it. 10 years today. They hate it. I don't it. think it's anything's worth working no, in something. There's loads of people I know have left. They've oh. just said, now we've had enough, we're out. I think, I think you're just wasting your life away, aren't you? If you're going to work in something for 10 years that you don't like, you know, it, it, I'm assuming that's so they get a pension. Oh. A lot of them are not leave because the pension is so good, mm. but they just they, they don't like it because... You've got to ask the CBS for decisions before you charge anybody. You, I mean, you're you not allowed to beat suspects oh. up anymore. <laughs> not allowed to fit people up. Just the little things like that oh. have made it pleasurable. Well, oh. you know, oh. no. but like, nah, it's, it's not the job it was. It was changing when I was still in. Oh. But so like, when did you get out? 2004. 2004. Oh, was it 2008? No, 2008, sorry. 2008. Okay, that's a long time ago, man. It was. It's 11 years. And do you know what it is? I don't miss the police, but I still miss the Navy. Aye. What's different crap, no, I mean, aye, I, I imagine. Uh, well, that's the, I would imagine it's the camaraderie, is it? Because you're away, whereas the police are at home. And yeah. You've gone home on a night, I suppose. So you left there and then you went into the prison service? No, no, I, um, I went to Gen 2. I did a couple of call centres, which are just rubbish. Um, do you call centre voice? <laughs> Hi, you threw to Sam. <laughs> no, he hated it. Me fucking gas and electricity. <laughs> He's charging us a fortune. Well, one of them was Bartley's, and I was selling loans to Peyton Man. Oh, you were like good. cold calling, you were ringing them oh. up, and they were having that tea or feeding the baby, or yeah. and I'd just go, oh, sorry. And the manager would be like, no, why have you not sold them a loan? Because they're feeding the band, man. Like, <laughs> that was the days as well. They're, them. When uh, you, you could get money easy, couldn't you? you? Loans and stuff, you could get money, but that's why we're in shit state now. Because oh. everyone's just got too much stuff. Well, it was all about how much you could sell. That was mm. what your bonus was based on, was how many loans you'd sold and how much. And it was like, not my cup of tea. Yeah. And then I went to T-Mobile for a bit, and that was all right, because I got a free mobile phone. Oh. But that was about the only perk. Because, again, it was all about call times and just not... It's, nah. I remember I had a T. That didn't have T Mobile anymore, did I? It's I AA, had, I think oh, it I is. I had T Mobile before. And then you went to. Then I went to Gen Two. Um, didn't like that. And then I've been at that LAA for ten years. What about the prison? Oh, and then I had a little break. Three years ago, and I joined the prison. I went to work at Law Newton, um, and I did actually enjoy it. But you kind of get time off for loving the money, no. and that doesn't suit me. Imagine what the prisoners feel like. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd say that, that your your life's completely, your choices in life's completely different to my, of my like things, because I couldn't, I was going to say I was not tall enough to be a busy, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not tall enough to fucking reach his mic. So I, I couldn't lock people up and I, and I certainly couldn't be a prison officer. That I mean, that to me, day and night every day. There's a programme on the telly at the minute. Have you been watching oh. it? Jesus, man. See, you, I you was... a million quid a year for day and night. Well, I was lucky because I went to a female establishment females are so much easier to look after. I mean, I looked after Rose West for a bit. Aye. Just 
so much easier to look didn't after. Didn't let her do any gardening, did you? No. <laughs> she was the wing, probably wise she was the wing clean and she was very good at it, surprisingly. Oh. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. There wasn't a bit of evidence. There wasn't a bit of evidence left. It was immaculate, spotless. <laughs> but now nah, women are easier. Every now and again, one of them would give somebody a crack, but it was like... The lads just want to fight you all day long. Uh, I've seen it on that on that. Thing. I mean, I've never been to prison, but I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it on that program where they were just screaming at the screws and that. And oh, it's well. A couple of lads I trained with obviously went and worked in male establishments and the BA mailers. They go, "Oh, we wrapped eight people up today, which is obviously restraining them." Uh, and they were like, and I was like, "Yeah, I've been here three months. I haven't wrapped anybody up yet." I know it could be near Christmas. We've <laughs> 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 just wrapped the eight people up. It's got me a right surprise on the Rose West oh, Street. Well, I started the week before Christmas and they were having a com- all the wings were having a competition for Christmas decorations. Believe it or not, this is a jail. Yeah. Um, and they'd made candles out of Tampax and it was quite clever what they'd done. Surely, I mean, I'm no Tampax expert, but surely they just burst into fucking flames. Because <laughs> the when, the when you're in the army, that's how you make fire. You know what I mean? It's not exactly a fucking no, candle. They weren't lit, but they were like, they had to decorate each wing and they were given money. And then the governor went round on Christmas Day and decided which one was the best. I would imagine the used Tampax didn't win. <laughs> didn't. But it's it was like... like because I went home, people were like, oh, what you done today? And I was like, I've been making Christmas decorations. And they were like, you turned the piss. I was like, no, that's what I, actually what I've been doing. You fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> the people out there that's been robbed and, and murdered and that. You know what I mean? Right, they, I want justice, right? And what I was doing? making penguins Licking with them. Making them pigs and making them like that. <laughs> so they can come across there. <laughs> and tarmacs everywhere. Uh, so... Obviously, you must have got sick of that, did you? Well, I mean, what, obviously, I know Christmas is only once a year, but I'm assuming that there was Easter stuff to make, there was all sorts, wasn't there? No, they didn't bother with Easter. But no. what happened was, my brother was getting married and he lived, at the time, he lived in Australia. And I'd paid, well, I wanted to go at the wedding. And I put in for two weeks leave to go at the wedding and I got two days. And I said, well, what am I supposed to do? And they were like, swap shifts with somebody. And I thought, oh, I can't live like this. So I contacted my old boss and said, can I come back? And she was like, yes. Which I was right. gobsmacked at, so... And the old boss where? At the Legal Aid Agency. Oh, right. All so right. I just went from Legal Aid, because it's all part of the Ministry of Justice, so it was just, like, moving about. But she had his back, but they made us wait for, like, I think it was four months before there were releases, and I just worked night shift, which meant I kept getting, like, time off. All so right. I was able to go to Australia. I was going to say, so you got to get to Australia. Oh. What was that like? Awesome. All right. Place I've never been. Oh I, my I would God. like to go, but you need a month or so at least. Oh, didn't you, well, we went for two weeks, and even now, William, like my little lad, talks about it constantly. Man, oh. when we went Australia, and it's just, it's everything you imagine it to be. I mean, my brother at the time lived just outside Sydney, so me and the Ben would just get the bus into Sydney and go and do like the Opera House and the mm. Harbour Bridge, and we got the bus to Bondi Beach, and it was like, oh my God, I'm on Bondi Beach, and it's just. It is surreal. No, my nephew, who was in the Marines, he went travelling when he left by himself, and then he's ended up living in uh, Australia. He liked it so much. He's a fireman now. Well, fireman my Australia. brother, um, he's a car mechanic, and he now lives in New Zealand, but he's going back to, or he might be going back to Australia to work because he's um, been offered quite a good job out there. Aye. Would you not fancy moving there, Alan? I'd go on a heartbeat. You'd go on a heartbeat? What, that programme of ITV? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's still on. No, it's not. Unless you watch ITV3 at like 
two o'clock in the morning or something. Oh, I watch old episodes of Bullseye just to see what they could have won. <laughs> Living speed, in Birmingham, they've gone and speedboat. Train a bloke, you just snap on the pub. You know what I mean? What are going to do with that? Share a fucking speedboat. <laughs> so, your legal aid agency, crack, is that what's that like? I mean, obviously, you work there now, so don't say too much about it. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to get you sacked. Yeah. Do you need this? No, no, I've got one here. Um, so, that's all right. It's, it's a the job, innit? It's oh. a job. So, you basically, you would like to work at Vicks, wouldn't you? Yes. So, don't tell me, boss. <laughs> I don't think your boss is watching. <laughs> um, what about what? If you can explain a bit, a little bit about what you like or what you don't like. But well, I'm assuming you like everything about Vicks. But what 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 it's perhaps done it? Your experience of how it's helped you. Free Gregs. <laughs> 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 Fucking right. Yeah, tell you, that's definitely one of the perks. Definitely one of the perks. Thanks, Greg's, if you're listening. So um, the, the, the lady from Greg's came yesterday, and uh, then we can get sandwiches as well, <laughs> now that we've got the fridge and salt sorted. So uh, it's great. That is one of the perks, definitely. Yeah. There's got to be something else, though. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Right. It just... It gets under your skin. It does. It is. It's quite addictive, isn't it? It is. Helping people is addictive, I think, that... Because I think once you've experienced helping someone into a life-changing, a life-changing thing, I think you want that buzz again. It's a bit like drugs. Well, it doesn't matter your dad's foot, <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's a, it's a bit like uh, the, the attraction of, you know, you want to do it again and again and again, which don't do drugs again and again. And again <laughs> don't do drugs, kid, like no, some old thing. No, don't do it. Um, and you like it so much that you've become a volunteer. Yeah. So you must... You, that kind of just before the Greggs. No, no, no. You pestered us a bit. Oh, uh, <laughs> a bit. I, I said, do you want to do that? He says, I straight away, really pestered you. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the team we've got now, it, it's just getting bigger and bigger, isn't it? It is. But, the, um, I don't know, it's just the, I like working from the office. It's just, it's like you say, I think it's the buzz about it. Uh, I think it's nice that our offices in with the... Um, the drop in, so you've got different people in all the time. There's always something happening, something's good, and you know. And I think it's a pleasant environment. I think the money we've spent on doing it up the place and makes you want to come to work, you know. And that's the atmosphere I'd like because basically you spend most of your time at work, don't you? And if it's shit, yeah. you're not going to want to go. On, like, I'm telling you that there's nobody sleeping in them beds. No, no, there's not. No, there's not. <laughs> I've made them beds up, and there's nobody sleeping ah, well, in them. Just think you, you, you can be the cleaner if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you can even be the cleaning mat the beds all the time. But I now, know you've got like a hotel. You've got towels folded on that. <laughs> I went in the in the front of it, and you've put plates and saucers yeah. and bowls and all that. <laughs> it's like, it's a wish shorn. I was going to say you can tell blokes were in charge before because there's none of that. Yeah. It's just there. Yes, there's a bed. Yeah. No, there's no. We're going to give them sleeping bags and yeah, sleep in the backyard. The <laughs> they sleep on the floor like is it when you're in the army. You, if you did all your bed, bed no, your bed we used to in the navy. Oh. It was like your bed was made up for um, kit muster, and you would kip on the floor next to your bed. Aye, that's uh, well, it's funny. Somebody came today, and the one about their son phoned them last night, and he's just joined. He says, well, "I'm sleeping on the floor." <laughs> You used know, to wake up and get stiff, stiff back, eye. Like. Now you've got to go running that when you, you did remedial running first thing in the morning. <laughs> I used to have to go at six o'clock at night. That was what was worse. So I'd had me tea as well. Oh, man. No were in the gym and it was like, oh, do I have to really? What's the food like in the Navy? Shit. Was it? All the time? 
No, Friday. Friday's at rally. <laughs> I meant I meant like all your career. I didn't mean one day. <laughs> no, but when you were at rally, Friday's are really, really good because it's where they train the kooks. Right. So on a Friday, it's fish and chips. But they used to make all the cakes and the cream cakes and everything. So not everybody used to just get a big plate of fish and chips and then a big plate of, like, cake. Oh, oh. God, we, we, me and Pete were talking about it and it was like, uh, the food wasn't that, wasn't nice. I mean, it, it was edible, I suppose, but uh, you always knew when nobody had any money left because everyone was in the cookhouse. <laughs> where at the beginning, when you got paid, nobody would go because you can go and buy food. Uh, we used to go to the, the Nuffy did um, gravy and chips at Rally. And everybody was like, oh, I'll just go there. Oh, you go and get... There was a um, Oggy Van used to come, Oggy which is van. the pasty. They sell, like, the pasties. Oh, aye, aye, the, aye. So the Oggy Van used to come, and everybody used to go and get Oggies. And then at Collinwood, there was this van used to come called Jack Snacks. Honest to God, it was rank. Uh, but when you've been in the nothing and you're pissed, it's the best burgers uh, ever. Jack Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> there, are other, there are other burger places but available. Honestly, the amount of people that got food poisoning after <laughs> eating a Jack Snacks. But like you say, when you've had a skin full, you're like, whoa, we'll get a burger or a hot dog. Or like, whoa. But the food was crap there, but we were over the road from Asda. So everybody used to just go to Asda and come back with uh, like bagfuls of stuff. So what were your digs like? Good. Because I'm sure uh, when you, you, do, you weren't on a ship, were you? No, when you do, Collinwood was all right because there's. Um, Six beds to a mess. And then when I went back, when I was pregnant... Is, I a, had a, is a mess of room? Yeah. I had a, um, I had one of the Killix messes, which is like a leg hand. So I had a, a room on my own. All right. Which was probably just as well, because I had horrendous morning sickness, and I don't oh, think they could have caught with us. Jesus Christ. Morning sickness when you're in the Navy, man, that's no good. Especially if you're on a ship. Oh. But they wouldn't put you on a ship when no. you're pregnant, no. It was... Uh, I, as soon as I as soon as I knew I was and I told them I was gone like right. back to the shore base. Would that happen to every woman? Aye. It's too risky. Aye. What well, too risky that she has the baby or doesn't have the baby? Well, it's obviously quite dangerous being on a ship because you're up and down ladders all day long. Yeah. There's it's it's, and then there's the risk of because if there's a fire on board, you've got to fight it. You kind of ring the fire brigade yeah. and say, "Can you come put this fire out?" Do, do you ever wish? And, and I don't mean this because obviously you've got a son and he's brilliant, and you know. But do you ever wish that that didn't happen at that time? So you you would have yeah. stayed in the navy more high. But you at were, the time, how old were you then? May I was twenty two. Twenty two. So it's quite a young age to have a band, isn't it? But it's. At the time, I was like, I was in love. I was madly in love with this man. And it was a way to get out of the Navy as well. Because mm. obviously, I'd, I was in that period where I think I was going to have to that's do it. Like seven that's, years. I think that was the problem. <laughs> you weren't in the period. I think that's why you had to get out. <laughs> so it was like, but now, we're, well, obviously, I look and I think, well, obviously, I've, I've got Thomas, but I often wonder if I didn't have Thomas, would I still be in now like his dad is? Right. That would have... God, you would have been high up now. Well, well I, 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 that you'd have been a cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's now a lieutenant commander, so... Is that high? Yes. Is it? And not bad for somebody that's worked his way up from a junior rating. Right. So oh. is that, like, sort of junior rating, so if I put it... So that would be, like, in the army, you'd be a private. So he would start off as a private. Yeah. And now is he an officer? Yes. Right, aye. So the guy I was talking to today, he wasn't sure. Uh, he came up, he was a garrison sergeant major from Carrick. He came up and uh, he sort of like in the sort of throes of should he or should he not? Or, you know, is that the 
sort of path he wants to take because really that's that's the next stage when you get commissioned as an officer and I I said to him like well what else are you really going to do oh. you've been here not that long well the daft if yeah. they don't because like I say I think he's on 80 to 100 grand a year aye which is not bad going really you must get a kind of drink out of that no no <laughs> <laughs> do you want to just cut, cut that conversation yeah. now we'll just not discuss that anymore <laughs> let's not discuss finances <laughs> So uh, when we when we sort of end a kind of end a kind of podcast, right? We play a, a bit of a tune. Have you got anything in mind what you would like? Because he's gonna pick something that's gonna be great. <laughs> no, <laughs> we um, had a great one with uh, Sweeney last week. Borderline because he's fucking borderline personality disorder. Say the one that's coming to me heads, Rod Stewart. We are sailing. Right. Well, I thought you were going to say Maggie, because you made <laughs> I never thought of that one. Uh, so you've got to be quick. Oh, well, uh, that's going to be too obvious, man. Yeah. We're going to, maybe we'll get a week of pink. <laughs> She's fucking out. <laughs> it's not pink, it's purple. No, it's one of them blue rinses. Because you're well, 60 now. Yeah. I'm nearly a pencil. Should we talk about your birthday? Because like, it's obviously never got mentioned before. No. So before we finish, should we talk about your birthday? You went out. It was your birthday last week? Was last it? Wednesday. Right, so that is the we're in what month we're in now? October. October. So you started celebrating in February. Yeah. You've been out nearly every day since. Well, I've been out every month since, and then right. in June, me and the girls went clubbing in Ibiza because right. that's something I've always wanted to do. Um, you've been you've been to the Tracy's Lodge twice. Three times. <laughs> three times, right? <laughs> right. And now that you've had several dinners, because like I say. You, you don't put anything on Facebook no. and you've got to be really difficult it's really difficult to find anything like you're doing it is I'm very Just, secretive uh, I don't know I don't know how you manage but I didn't want anybody I'm to assuming, know it was my birthday I'm assuming this is how you managed to get in the intelligence call <laughs> <laughs> right, there was then. no social media then <laughs> it's a good job isn't it <laughs> God, I'm so glad I lived my life before social media so are we <laughs> I dread to think what would be out there now. I <laughs> so we and I always remember it stays on it stays <laughs> exactly. on forever. So when you're putting this stuff on, remember that. Right, thank you very much for coming in. It's alright. Really good time. Uh, just by chance you've been the first woman and the first person from the Navy to, to get uh, on the podcast. How does that make you feel? It's a bit like reliving history. Because I was one of the first Seagun Wrens and I was one of the first weapons engineers as well. Why, I tell you what, I wouldn't have put them two things together, but <laughs> thanks very much for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, lads. Thank you. <laughs>